to build relationships and religion with all options to seek death with all of them. Amen. Scripture is tonight. 
It's John 4, 6 through 14. That's John chapter 4, verses 6 through 14. John chapter 4, verses 6 through 14. And tonight, I'll be reading from the NIV of the New International Version. When you have it, say, I shame. And all those that are able to stand, please stand for the reverence and the reading of the Word of God. That's John chapter 6, verses 6, John chapter 4, verses 6 through 14. Thank you. And the scripture reads thus Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the way. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone to town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan. Woman, how can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Verse 10, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with. And the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and livestock? Jesus answered. Jesus answered. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whosoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring water welling up to eternal life. The word of God for the people of God. Everybody say praise be to God. Ashe. You may be seated in the presence of God. use tonight for a title or a subject matter. God, why are you going so deep? Well, a well is a well. God, why are you going so deep? Well, a well is a well. One more time just for emphasis. This is my title. That's it. God, why are you going so deep? Well, a well is just a well. For the shadiest reasons and all of the surface time constraints, I really wanted God to give me a simple message tonight. In fact, I pray, God, let me break this message down quickly 
and getting this Bible study over with. I'm tired. And God led me to this verse after the moment of motivation and such a challenging day of work. I genuinely expected something familiar and easily broken down for understanding. But the previous verses only left me with more questions and inquiry and commentary as I tried to understand the dynamics of Jesus' relationship with this woman. Why did Jesus pick this time when he knew this woman might come to the well? I mean, a million and one questions kept popping into my head. And the deeper I dug into biblical commentary and exegetical experts who theorized and conjectured why Jesus would make these types of statements with a common woman, nonetheless, a Samaritan. I stated in the scripture, Jews didn't deal with Samaritans. So why would Jesus even be set tripping and violating the political and religious boundaries set back from forefathers and Pharisees? What exactly was Jesus getting at? And those of you who, like me, have prayed to God to reveal something quickly, and God takes God's time breaking it apart, block by block, bit by bit. This woman's inquisitive nature continues to our dialogue with Jesus and noticing things that others might have missed. Like, Jesus being the prophet or Messiah. If we read later in the chapter, we see where she calls Jesus both. Even the fact that before this event, Jesus leaves Judea for Galilee because the Pharisees have finally got something on that might stick. Or they applied it because they thought that Jesus had baptized more people than John the Baptist, even though it was the disciples baptizing. I mean, how much more of a seemingly random occurrence can you get? Don King, a legendary and slick fight promoter, might have named this conversation or debate the Samaritan woman versus Jesus the Jew round two. But this was a private encounter with just Jesus and the woman. And in this moment, Jesus begins to reveal some pretty deep things to the one. Here, and I have to read from a different version right here. Verse 15 picks up. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not Neither come give it to draw. Jesus said to her, Go call thy husband and come give it. And the Lord answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that sense, thou truly. 
The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worship in this mountain. And ye say, ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour coming when ye shall neither worship, when ye shall neither in this mountain, nor yet at Jerusalem, worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Verse 24 wraps it up like this. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship God in spirit and in truth. I'm going to read two, two more verses and I'm going to wrap and try to tie this thing up and break it down. Let's go. 25, the woman said unto her, I know that Messiah's coming with which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Verse 26, Jesus said unto her, I speak unto thee, am he. Now, like I said before, a lot of this may pass your mind, and many things may just, these nuggets are just dropping right now. This is a full gold mine right now. So many things are happening right now. And my question right now is, Jesus, why go so deep? Well, a well is a well. Why talk to this woman like this? Why ask her, what are her husband's at? And when she says, I have no husband, she, Jesus says, right. You have my husband's. And the one you went, not yours either. Why Jesus be ashamed right now? Why is God calling these things out, this difference? And this all starts in a place setting at Jacob's wedding. Well, the lineage of this woman and the lineage of Jesus are tied together. Don't believe me? Go back to Genesis. Start looking at the tribes. Start looking at how they co-mingled. Start, start looking at how some of those lines were intertwined. And now, Jesus is saying stuff like, I'm asking you for some water to drink. Yeah, you're a Samaritan. Yeah, I'm a Jew. Salvation comes of the Jews. We know that. Why does any of this matter? Why are we talking about political violence? Why are we talking about any of this? And Jesus simply says, if you knew who asked you for water, you would give him. And then you would get this gift. Why is it water that they're exchanging? Why? The scientist and he says that, hey, <laughs> water is what our bodies are most made of. The earth is mostly made of water. We can't live without water. But every time we drink water, guess what? We get thirsty, right? Why does this matter? Like I said, a million questions kept popping in my head and then I kept getting these answers. Look, Jesus is taking this dialogue in this conversation head on so we understand the power of Jesus and why he's standing here with this woman 
And he already knows the answers to these questions, and yet he's still asking this woman. This is his time. All right? He's coming from dealing with the Pharisees. He only want to deal with that. This is me and Judea come to Galilee. Stop at this well. And this woman, wait for this woman since noon or midday. This is the time where women come on and get the water. And Jesus sat there specifically to wait for this woman to encounter her with this conversation. A lot of times we don't understand what's going on and it seems like random things are happening, but this is Jesus pinpointing a, a, a tailoring in right to what we need to hear. We're looking for Jesus to do something physical here because a lot of Jesus' miracles and ministry has been physical. But this exchange right here is talking about, hey, the water that I have is the living water, the living well. It'll, it'll bring up a well in you where you'll have a spring to eternal life. Jesus wants us to transition a lot of time. But just thinking about stuff in a physical way. To thinking about things in a spiritual way. A lot of us are thirsty right now. A lot of us are going through situations where we're hungry for Jesus. A lot of us are dealing with situations where we're like this woman. We've had five relationships. Failed. And the one that's sitting at the house with us is failed as well. But Jesus already knows that. And yet, he takes his time to encounter us. Ask us questions. Deal with us in an intimate environment. And afterwards, we'll never be the same. So this is what the scripture is telling us. If it's telling us anything, is that Jesus is so personable. Jesus is not a respecter of person, so Jesus will deal with you at the level where you are in your mess, in your filth, in your disgust, in your depression, in your state, wherever you are. Jesus will deal with you right there, clean you up with the water of life, and then set you back. This woman became an evangelist. That's what Bible commentary said. It said this encounter with Jesus. She went back and told other people. Challenged other people. This is what I learned from this encounter with this prophet. This Messiah. And a lot of times when people call Jesus that. They had a revelation from the Holy Ghost. That not only said that this woman had to be spiritual. Even in the midst of her mess. But it said that this woman had a gift inside of her to recognize some things that we may have passed by. The fact that Jesus is at this well was seemingly nothing. But yet Jesus is the well. It's deep. Jesus asks this woman for water to drink but offers her a water that can spring up to eternal life. Where you'll have to thirst no more. Where you'll want no more. Where that desire used to be. It's fulfilled now. That whole gap that, that was in you from a broken relationship. From people lying to you. From people lying on you. For deceiving you. For trying to break you down. All of that. Jesus understood. And yet. 
in human form says to us, I want to talk to you personally, Joel. I want to talk to you personally. Woman, Ruth, Rahab, whoever you may be, I want to talk to you personally. I know that you've been thirsty and falling into these thirst traps. But I have a water that's going to fill that yearning of desire to do wrong. No, I'm not going to remove you from sin because sin humbles us. Paul asked three times for these things to be removed from his side. But God said, no, why? Because these things keep us humble. This woman came to Jesus or came to the well looking for a certain one but found Jesus. I asked again, God, why are you going so deep? Well, well, is well. She said, Jesus, you don't even have anything to dig with. This well is deep. How you gonna get water? Jesus said, I am the one. I am that I am. If you knew who you're talking to, you would not only exchange this water that you keep thirsting for, but your life will be changed. And that's that's what this is all about. An exchange or an encounter with Jesus. We talk about this all the time. So that you will never be the same. So that you won't go back to the same situation. With the same eyes. This woman left Jesus with different thoughts. Different mindset. Different paradigm. And if I'm going too deep. Please go back and read. Jesus goes all the way to the fact of saying that the Jews are of salvation. That's how salvation comes through the Jews. But this woman cites Jacob, a forefather, all the way back before Joseph to say Jacob gave us this will. His sons and his livestock drunk from. That's a legend. Who are you? Jesus started to say, hey, if you knew who was in front of you, you'd understand why I'm sitting beside this well. I set this appointment for you. Those of you under the sound of my voice, I set this appointment for you. For you to understand right now those things that you're thirsting for and desire. Whatever it may be, Jesus has the answer to it. And Jesus is telling us that no matter the political boundaries, no matter what laws are set, no matter what shadiness your parents are, the people before them were in, I'm not worried about that. I'm not even worried about you and how you keep sitting each day. Come on. Let me show you this water. It says, the hour will come when those of us who are worshiping, it won't be about the Jew. It won't be about the Samaritan. It'll be about truth. It won't be about those vaccinated versus unvaccinated. 
It won't be about those with degrees versus non-degrees. Money, the have, the have-nots. It, it won't be about all of that. The Bible says that those who worship God must worship God in spirit and in truth. So right now, with this water that Jesus is offering this woman at this particular time, we must understand that this is not regular water. This is not necessary. This is not any other expensive water, Fuji that you can name. Like it, it's not that. This water that I offer is a well of life, springing up inside of you to eternal life, salvation. That's what I'm offering you. That's the type of water I'm offering you. I know the type of life you had. That's why I asked you that question. What is your husband at? Joel, where your wife at? Mm. There's something inside of you with the whole that you've been living with. And Jesus is saying once again, I want to feel that. Matter of fact, I want to feel that so much that you'll never thirst again. If you knew who it was that gave you this gift, you would understand why I sat here and waited for you since noon. I've been waiting on and I have to keep saying these things because not only am I talking to you, but I'm manifesting something in the spiritual realm that we are going through so much. We've been thirsting for touch, being, I talked about this earlier with friends, we've thirsted so much for touch being in this pandemic. That's the one thing we haven't been able to do, huh? These masks, the six feet. People are looking for touch. There's a movie called Crash. It talks about L.A. and how people were crashing into each other just to feel something. If you're going through your life right now and you're under the sound of my voice, crashing from wall to wall, person to person, just to feel something, you've gone numb inside. Because somebody left the hole. Somebody hurt you. Somebody molested you. Somebody did it to you. God says it's all right. I got something for you. I got that little water. And this thing can go so many. But the most simplest way of thinking of this is that God is offering her salvation. A chance to do something different than she's been doing. A chance to live a different life. You have that chance right now. I promise you that what God off of this woman is still available today. I promise you that the covenant of God that will ultimately lead us to ultimately lead us to consecration and sometimes randomness in the process it will also carry and sustain us 
and take us to a different level. Someone under the sound of my voice needs to be restored or reinserted into life in the form of resurrection and experience the power of God to elevate. But it's not until God shows up that the timing is perfect for this thing to happen. I want to encourage you that no situation is beyond repair of the mercy of God. We just can't be afraid of the crowds or what people are saying. They were literally trying to hunt down Jesus. Trying to stick him with something. But the power of God's word hushed the haters. The atmosphere shifted. And thirst and desolation became the determination of life still to be had. God is commanding some of you to take off your ashes and the sackcloth from mourning because your relationship, your child, your life, your career, Whatever you've been praying for looks like it's dead. It's only sleeping. Waiting for God to get glory and honor and encourage others in the same situation. Just be still and know that God is working for you. And if God did it before, God can do it again. If you're out there lost, I wonder what this relationship or revolution is. I want to pray with you. Even if you've experienced church hurt or being blackballed, I want to pray with you. Or even if you say, Joy, I've been in church all my life. Or I don't believe in God. Or whatever your situation may be, I want to pray with you. And if you are led to do so, repeat this prayer after me. Say, God, I want to ask you to come into my heart right now. God, change me. Mold me. Transform me. Most of all, I'm asking for forgiveness and a new life. God help me to stay rooted. God help me to stay rooted. And grounded. And grounded. In your word. In your word. And those things that you have for me. And those things that you have for me. God, I believe that Jesus bled. God, I believe that Jesus bled. Died. And rose for my sins. And rose for my sins. I believe that you have now given me. I believe that you have now given me. The power to live more abundantly. The power to live more abundantly. I pray that you develop me. I pray that you develop me. And help me to unite. And help me to unite. With those bound by the same purpose. Help me to overcome temptation. Help me to overcome temptation. And be liberated by truth. And be liberated by truth. 
In God's name I pray, I share. In God's name I pray, I share. With that prayer and faith, today you've been redeemed. And may hold in the eyes of God rejoice. Let's end this with corporate prayer. Everybody on the side of my voice, I want you to touch and agree with someone or even just raise your hands. If you're by yourself, please close your eyes and bow your hands to focus and show reverence. God, we don't declare that we have all the answers. And God, we're going through so much in this time period. That you called us to this moment, this encounter at the will, to give us something that we've been thirsting and yearning for. God, I declare those right now under the sound of my voice that are hurting, that are crying, that are going through depression, God, that are spiritually broken because of their mourning and their situation, because of the abuse, God. Pray for those truly hurting right now. That you comfort them, God. Send your Holy Spirit to guide them. Let them know who they are and who they are. God, I pray right now that you begin to loose their shackles, break their chains, release them from their prisons. Touch, rest, rule, abide. God, shift atmospheres. Change. Situations. God, I know that you can do it. Because if you did it before, you can do it again. God, those powers that you've given us to bind things on earth. We bind right now chaos and calamity. Elements and death. We bind it right now. You are the one that led captivity captive and took the keys to life and death. So we claim that power under your name, God. You are the one that has taken us a mighty long way. And we thank you for it, God. We lift you up. We pray that we leave this place never the same. Change our mind. Change our hearts. Change our ways, God. Lift up our heads, God. Lift up our eyes to the ears. What's coming out here? You know that you are sheltered in the midst of a storm. But God, when you call peace to be still, it will be so. God said we pray. I share. I share. Connect with us and join us for more inspiration. If you need prayer, join us. We work with counselors and other resources to help you get through. I love you and I speak health, life, and greatness in your future. Have a phenomenal week, family.